This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Faith in the Zone, a show about sports and faith and how the two come together in lives being touched. Right now, discover how people in sports walk in faith with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time. Welcome to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside the guy that drives me nuts each and every week. He's the head pastor (laughs) at Brookside Baptist Church. He is the head pastor of the church I go to. So I say that with respect, right, Pastor Ken? Oh, I love it, Mike. You sure do. Yeah, that's Pastor Ken Keltner. I'm excited about today's show. In studio with us, he's the head men's basketball coach at UW-Yunk. The Panthers, they got a good one. I'm telling you, he's a guy that's going to do a lot of great things, not only at UWM, but in this city. Uh, Lavelle Jordan. Hey, good, good, not good bad, to be right? here. Yeah, yeah that takes, was it. There you go. A lot you, of people mess that up. You can follow him at Lavelle <laughs> Jordan. Um, it's Lavelle under, underside? What is underscore. The, underscore. Jordan, you can tell I know a lot about Twitter. <laughs> he's a man of God, husband, father, head coach of Milwaukee basketball. Coach, uh, welcome to Milwaukee. I know it's been uh, it's been about a year or so. It's been uh, it's been a good year. Yes. 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 No. It's been it's been a great year. Just uh, the city has been welcoming. My family's adjusted, uh, transitioning. Uh, the team is coming along, and so uh, you know it's a whirlwind, but it's been a, it's been a fun uh, fun journey. Coach, what did you know about Milwaukee, the city of Milwaukee, before? Uh, coming here to work. Uh, you know, interestingly enough, I have fam- my mother lives here, hmm. oh. and so when I was young, her side of the family, uh, uh, many of them are here. So sisters, brother, one sister's in Atlanta. There's six of them. The rest of them are here. So there's a bunch of uh, Jordans in, in the city. So I, as a child, I'd visited, you know, here and there, not a ton, but enough to, you know, be a, a fairly familiar, but not uh, not know my way around by any means. Uh, but at least we had familiar faces. You know, when we transitioned here with my with my wife and daughters, there's a few season tickets sold right there, right? <laughs> oh, and and they're loud now. Like, that's perfect. We, they, oh, that's they got good. a loud section. We, we like that. <laughs> that's good. Hey, Coach Val, tell us what where did you come from then? So I was at uh, University of Michigan prior to uh, prior to coming here to Milwaukee as an assistant coach at, at University of Michigan, and uh, before that at the University of Iowa for three years. I was at Michigan for six, mm-hmm. uh, and prior to that at Butler University where I played. Uh, so I started. That's where I started my coaching career. So where, in where, and around the Midwest the whole time. Sure. Where Where did you grow up? I grew up a uh, small town called Albion, Michigan. Uh, there's a small Division three school there now. Na maybe NAI now Albion College, uh, but really small. Graduated class 107, and so you know one high school, one middle school, and uh, we made a run for a state title. Fell short. Uh, but you know that was uh, that was my upbringing. So Man, I'm a Michigander. The whole, the whole town come out and watch you guys. Play oh no question. Friday, Tuesday it, it was night, a, Friday a community. night. Community every every Tuesday night, Friday night. The co community was there, so it was it was a fun time. Did you have any idea? And, and and coach, I try to tell these kids 
the high school kids that I coach now, that that playing in high school, it, it, you're never going to get that feeling again of yeah. of you're playing ball with the guys that you're you know you grew up with, you're in the classroom with, the guys that you see at the gas station, you know <laughs> these are guys that are coming to support you, and they all look at me and they know, and four, five, six years later. The same guys come back and go, Coach, I didn't know. And I said, I know you, but I'm trying to tell you this. <laughs> Did you have any idea when you were playing how special those days were? Uh, you know what? Uh, I, probably not as much as I do now. I mean, we, we were pretty good as a high school team. We, we lost in the state championship to Detroit Country Day, which had uh, mm. Shane Battier oh, yeah. and, and those guys back then. So they were really, really good. Is that where Chris Weber played? That's where Chris yeah. Weber played as well. And so, um, you know, funny funny side note. So when I was in middle school, uh, we had a really good high school team at, at my high school. They ended up losing to Chris Weber in the state championship. Oh, okay. Fast forward, deja vu, when, when I'm a high school senior, we end up losing to Detroit Country Day in the championship. And so at that time, it was, you, you felt like, you know, everybody rallied, the community. And so you knew it was pretty special. Uh, now they don't even have a high school, which is, you know, which is sad. The high school's kind of shut down and consolidated, mm. you know, like many places sure across not. the country. Yep. Mm-hmm. And so you get to reflect back and, and you go home and people remember that the, time as being kind of one of the glory periods. Good days. For yeah. the community. Yeah. yeah. The, and good, so the good old days. Yep. I tell our guys, Mike. You get two chapters of life like that where it's limited time, high school and college. There's only going to be four years or four to five when you get to college, and that's it. You know, Whether you go on and play pro, you go on and take on whatever job and profession, it'll be 20 years later, 25 years later, You know, 12, 12 years if you're playing. But you get short windows of high school, college, so you better you know just try to realize what moment you're in and enjoy it and maximize it because it doesn't come back. You know, there there was a uh, a guy that used to be on the morning show here by the name of Mike Wicket. He's still with our our company, but he's in Kansas City, and his dad there there he's from Michigan, and his dad uh, Terry used to come up every year for the WBY shootout, which mm-hmm. is uh, hosted mm-hmm. at Concordia University and and our radio station big really involved with that, and he would come up and he would there's. I don't know it's wall to wall basketball for three days. Mm-hmm. It's nine a.m.'s first game, nine uh. p.m., and they play for three days. And he would come up, and he would watch at, like every game. Yeah, and he would start taking notes for twenty five straight years. He went and stood in line to get tickets to the state tournament in Michigan. No, so way. he has seen you play. There's, he has seen I'll you tell play. Him I apologize. He used to talk about. <laughs> he used to talk about that school a lot. Yeah. Country day. Yeah. That. that they just um, tradition. Yeah, I said because he, he would say to me, "Well, you were you coach at a private school, you must recruit." I'd say, "No, I don't recruit because that's illegal, but I highly recommend and suggest I, that I can do." And he <laughs> said, "Well, they don't worry about it. they recruited a lot at this country." Dad. <laughs> so, hey, when when, uh, when when you got a chance then to go on to college, did you have a lot of options at that time? Uh, yeah, I had a pretty healthy amount. Yeah, uh, you know, just for. The level that I could play at, and, you know, Butler came down to Butler and Xavier University for me. Uh, but a lot, a lot of the directional schools in the state uh, were very interested. I kind of wanted to get away, you know, somewhat and kind of get out of state and just uh, so I could. I felt more comfortable moving, you know, moving away, but not too far away. <laughs> Butler was a great choice for you. Right? Yeah, no, it was, it, it what fit, a great campus it, yeah, and fit, good reputation. It fit me perfect, uh, and that's you know, it's all about fit when you get to. Choosing, you know, that that uh, that next step is, 
you know, somewhere where you fit. And yeah, I only took the one visit. And so it was uh, kind of a one and done deal. My dad loved it. Uh, and I felt comfortable there. And it obviously worked out for me. Yeah. And they, I guess you really helped them start building that program at Butler. Uh, and, <laughs> and I mean, look at, look at what they're doing now. And I, I've heard all about, was it the older gym or is it the gym? that Hinkle they're Field in? House. Yeah. 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 I, I've heard a lot about Hoosiers, Hoosiers, man. the movie Hoosiers. Jimmy Chitwood <laughs> played there. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that was the, that was the, the, the championship, you know, that's what it's known for. And the old barn and uh but there's a lot of history there oh, a lot of they history. used to play the regionals so big oscar oscar robertson who yeah, yeah. obviously is a legend around here george right. mcginnis and larry bird they all mm-hmm. came through mm-hmm. during their state high school days uh coming through hinkle and so yeah it's it's funny you know barry collier was the coach at the time he's the athletic director there uh currently that recruited me and mm-hmm. and um you know it took him a while to get it going mm-hmm. to where uh 97 was the first trip to the tournament and then 98 when I came in we went again I was a freshman I didn't have much to do with it because I didn't play a lot as a freshman uh and then he left and Thad Mata who uh, most recently was at Ohio State mm-hmm. took over as a head coach my senior year and uh we went to the tournament advanced and beat Wake Forest uh first tournament win in 39 years wow. and so that was kind of that was a big deal back then. That wouldn't be such a big deal these days at Butler. No. I thought, by the way, I thought Gordon Hayward's shot was going uh, in. Yeah. I, I still see it. it. I still think it's going <laughs> in. It was right on line, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Do, do you remember was, where you were? I was at the game. You were at yeah, the game. It was, uh, so I was there. You know, a lot of alum, a lot of former players were back and. Uh, both years that they that they made the runs, it's like uh, you, you probably want to be there as an alumni if they mess around and win this thing. Yeah, and uh, so yeah, it was. You know, it was uh, what was what was phenomenal that weekend because it was in Indianapolis when Butler, uh, when, yeah. when Gordon yep. missed the shot, was the they have the open practices, so you're allowed leading up to the final four games. Each team has their practice, and it's just open to fans to come in and and because it was in Indianapolis, there was like. 25,000 fans oh at the open God. practice. Wow. Oh my. And West Virginia was practicing afterwards and so they, you know, they're waving to the crowd and Butler's done and then they leave. Here comes West Virginia and like the whole crowd leaves. And that's fine. It was just, you know, it, it kind of hits you at that point like, okay, this is something different. It's a uh, home it's a home a home court for these boys. Who who was it that set that pick for Gordon Hayward to be able to get I that shot? I think it was up? Matt Howard. Yeah. Oh man, See, I this still is a remember. Basket, pastor's a basketball guy cuz that's what that's what basketball guys look at, not uh, the shot. Who yeah. set the pick? I mean, that pick was crushing. <laughs> you remember yeah. that pick? Oh, I do. And you know what? He was a really good college basketball player. I don't yeah. think he went on and played. Wasn't he off the charts smart? Yeah. This kid. Yeah. He was a and and I think I have no idea what he's doing now. But as a college basketball player, he was so crafty. Yeah. And he he did set some picks. That was you're right, Pastor. <laughs> oh, oh, that uh, Gordon so, got that shot off. Uh, yeah. You know, with that pick. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, it, it takes somebody to set a pick for you sometimes. Right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> if somebody asked you what kind of uh, college basketball player were you a scorer, were you a defender? Uh, I was a sh- I was I would have been in today's terminology a three and D guy. Okay, uh, that yeah. that was my role. You could shoot uh, a little so bit. I, I could and shoot defend. a little bit and defend. You could still uh, shoot. A I needed bit? I needed to play with a really good point guard. There well, hey, go. hey, hey, right here we can go three. You know, hey. we can have a three on three tournament if no, you get penetrated. He's not giving the ball up. He's a shooter. <laughs> we need a guy. I gotta sit in one corner. You sit in the other corner. We gotta get a guy that can get in the gap and will pass us the ball. That's we don't exactly. want a shooter. What's the matter yeah. with you? Can yeah. you still shoot a little bit? Uh, a, a little bit. Yeah, uh, I bet the guy. 
guys challenge as many reps as I used to. So yeah, some of them they want me to jump out there and like practice with them, but those days are over. <laughs> they don't even want to take you on in a horse or what is the thing now? You shoot the free throw and see if if your if your ball goes in without touching the net. Oh yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> you know, I, I can get a couple of them in that just a shooting contest. Hey, I enjoyed watching your team down the stretch, coach. The young man from uh, from Rockford, Boylan. Yeah, you know what? He he does not, Yeah, he, he's not a kid that's going to take get off the airplane and scare anybody. You know? Yeah. And that kid can play. He's a smart basketball player. Tough. He is. Tough kid. Knock down big shots. I, I enjoyed watching your team play down the stretch. I got a feeling Thank next you. year um, you're excited? Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, you know, it was very exciting down the stretch. You know, last year was, it was obviously a learning experience for me. Uh, and then the, the guys like Brock, for instance, who didn't have a huge role, uh, but chose to stay with all the transition with the coaching change and, and had to take on a, a bigger role. And, you know, I challenged him a lot, and he stepped up, and, and it was fun to see him develop and just grow. Uh, ended up leading us in scoring and rebounding and and uh, had a, had 100 assists, you know, for a guy his, you know, You he, look he at the play. team picture, and, and you don't know. You're not picking him as a leading scorer and rebounder. Yeah. But that kid got it done. That team lost before you came, and, and, and obviously everybody knows the Coach Jeter story. That a lot, that you lost some talented players. Really, yes, yes. Really talented. And I, you know what, Coach, I, I watched you from afar, and I wanted to see how you handled that, and you handled yourself with such grace and just dignity. And I became a fan of yours pretty quickly, Thanks. and I watched how you handled yourself on the sidelines. I watched a number of things, and I thought, this is a really good guy. He's handling this really well. I thought they put you in a tough position. I did, and... Yeah, well, I think that you know our I was, our kids, uh, you know, just you, you get so locked in on hey, what, what's the best thing choices we can make to give them the best opportunity to to have a chance to experience what what I experienced uh, as a player, as a student athlete, you know, in, in college, and to have that thrill of being, you know, winning that ter- winning the tournament game for the first time, do something special, right? Uh, and, and so, you know, I was definitely obligated to the guys that chose to stay, and we brought in six newcomers which is a lot, a big class. And, you know, it took a little while for, for everything to mesh uh, and then everybody to, to kind of find their way and find their roles. But uh, that's part of the process. And I, and I thought they did a good job as young. You know, it's hard these days for kids to embrace the process. They can get everything instantly, Instagram, you know, on their phone. Oh, it's bad. It comes to them right away. Uh, and so our guys stuck with it and, and reaped some benefits down the stretch. Hey, last quick question. That's uh... – and I've done this, at least at the high school level, moving over six inches on the bench, it's a big six inches, man. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's yeah. a big six. All of a sudden, all the stuff that, as an assistant, you don't, you might not know everything that's going on behind the scenes now that that's on you and uh, yeah, you're yeah. the face of the program, man. Hey, I tell you what, as an assistant, I had all the answers. And I now mean, it's easy. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's exactly how it is. Yeah. I'm the best, the best coach ever, man. <laughs> hey, let's get to a break. We're talking to the head men's basketball coach at UWM, Laval Jordan. And again, uh, go go online or go to look at his Twitter account. It's uh, at Laval, Laval uh, underscore Jordan. He is a, uh, a man of God, husband, father, head coach, Milwaukee basketball. He has some great tweets that I would recommend that you go take a look at. We're going we're gonna to talk more about his faith coming up on the other side of the break. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan.
More now of Faith in the Zone, discovering people of sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Brookside Baptist Church. Back with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern, alongside my co-host, Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. We're blessed in studio with us this week. He is uh, the head men's basketball coach at UWM, Laval Jordan. Um, coach, with Faith in the Zone, we uh, you know we talk a lot of sports, talk a little smack. You know I could I could post you up, right? <laughs> I mean, let's just be honest. You saw me in the parking lot showing Gary Ellerson that step back that yeah, I was I did. Gonna, I yeah. did. You got some separation smooth. on it, too. Yeah, it's because I pushed him. I pushed I pushed him. Hey, before we talk about the face uh, side, I, I coached Pastor Ken's kids oh at Calvary Baptist. Oh, boy. And I like telling other coaches this. We he wears three hats when when I was coaching his son he was my friend uh huh he was my pastor and he was a parent yeah so yeah. after a game he'd come over to say something that I'd have to identify quickly yeah. am I talking to my friend am I talking to my pastor. Or am I talking to a parent? Because if I identify you're a parent, get out. I'm not talking to you right now. You're my pastor. I'm going to say get out, but I'm going to say it respectfully. And if you're my friend, I might punch you. So tell me which one you are. I, I, it was great coaching his sons. They're all really good basketball Hey, the, cla- the classic the classic was after you guys beat Rockford Christian, you kind of hammered them. And you came up to me. I'll never forget. I was just telling someone. You said, if you say one negative thing about Kevin's game, I'm coming after you. I mean, I'm I'm serious. Like, okay. <laughs> I was so, talking to my friend at that point. Yeah. So so Kevin walks in, and I don't know. He's had something in the 30s or something. And I walk up to him, and I go, and I'm pointing my finger right in his chest. And I go, that was a great game. And Mike is interpreting it. Totally different, man. Here he comes, charging across the floor. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. And I did I, run across. I was gonna say you probably most times, yeah, unless you're really good, you probably want him to be your pastor. To just help be, you. The, you know what? Be the pastor. Just hey, I would be, go out and help, scrub the floor and this. everything during oh, the game. Just, he, he, I was trying he, to give word to my son. I was he, upset. He's a him. nightmare parent. I'm so, just telling you. So I went out there mopping the floor. And then they would tape the game, and then Mrs. Keltner, <laughs> she would be yelling at me, too, and I would hear it when I'm watching the tape, just yeah. so you know. You yeah. don't have to deal with any of that at the college level, right? You know what? Uh, we've we got great parents. We recruit families, so we uh, try to. And, my, and I've got a great staff. Uh, Todd Townsend, who's former Marquette player. Good player. player. Uh, really yeah, good player. From, and Omar Lowry, who played. He's a local. He played at West Dallas Hale and Concordia, and so he's a Milwaukee guy. Yeah. And been around then Will Vergolo, uh, my other assistant, he was with me at Michigan, young guy and got a ball he's a ball of energy and really bright. So okay. those those guys help with the parent conversation. Yeah, hey coach, Smart. if you get the wrong idea, our family was totally behind Mike. <laughs> yeah. we, we followed him home throwing after every stu- game. Throwing stuff at from behind. <laughs> throwing from behind. Hey, uh, coach, let, let's talk a little bit about your journey and, and talk a little bit about your testimony. And, and uh, you know, on, on this show, we, we talk a lot about whether it's, it, it's, uh, it's easier to walk worthy in the locker room, outside of the locker room, where it all began for you. If we could talk to you about that side of your life. Sure. Sure. Yeah, I think um, yeah. Uh, grow, growing up, 
Um, it, it was something that was always emphasized uh, as a as a child. I, I remember, and my wife, I tell my wife, we talk about it all the time. You know, I was put on the Sunday school bus and and uh, you know going over to Grace Temple Church of God in Christ. And my mom, my grandmother, I grew up with. Um, yeah, I had a different upbringing. I grew up with my great great aunt and great uncle, uh, so I wasn't in the house with mom and dad. And then um, in high school, I actually lived with my grandparents on my dad's side, and they were heavy into uh, the church. My my grandfather was a deacon, and grandma was at choir practice and singing. So it was always you know, something that was part of, you know, just part of life. Uh, but I do believe it's something you, you make your own decision you know, at some point. And, and so, you know, for whatever reason, things have always uh, worked out for me. I say for whatever reason, you know, I, I I give all the glory to God to just ending up, you know, not knowing how, you know, Butler came along. They weren't recruiting me. Uh, they were actually recruiting one of my teammates, and he was a really good player. But, uh, you know, he had some, some question marks in terms of character and things like that. And next thing you know, here here they come, you know, after me, you know, who was, you know, kind of a secondary guy and, and ended up going there and doing, having a great career, having – uh, a blast uh, as a college student athlete and then falling into coaching. Uh, and I always say coaching is a calling. It and, is a calling. And so, you know, a lot of the things that have happened along the way, I can't help but uh, uh, give credit and glory, you know, to, to the man above. Can, can I ask you, um, and, and we get into some things here on the, on this show, um, especially here in the city of Milwaukee, and, and we'll ask some some tough questions at times. I, I, I think it's wonderful that, that you can say, hey, look, I, I, it wasn't a traditional upbringing by any means. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Great aunt, great uncle, and then your grandparents. Obviously, somewhere along the way, and it sounds like maybe it was your grandparents, they said, look, this has to be really important for you. You hear about, and in and some of the places where I've coached, I've seen it personally, that sometimes when kids – aren't coming from that traditional upbringing that they, they, they get off into a bad path. Mm-hmm. And, and I give your great aunt and uncle and your grandparents a lot, man, uh, that there's a lot of respect coming from here that they, that you were able to to say, look, this is who I am and this is how I grew up. Yeah. And I think, um, yeah, like, like you said, it was emphasized. This is important. My grandfather would always tell me, Hey, whatever you do, make sure you have, you put God first, you have God, you know, at the center of your life. Uh, for for me, in, in terms of um, be, becoming saved, you know, I'll tell you from a testimony standpoint. So I'm at, uh, you know, I, I fall into coaching, uh, you know, w- where um, I, I I got done finished playing. I played two years after, played a year overseas. I played a year in the NBA D League, and decided, hey, you know, I met my wife. She wasn't my wife at the time, but we were going to move back to Indianapolis, and so I interviewed for a sales job, marketing job, and. Yeah, you know, none of those technically fit. I got a degree in, in journalism and public relations. And uh, a former teammate of mine just, he says, hey, I'm, uh, he was a director of operations, uh, which is an administrative role on, mm-hmm. in, on the basketball staff. I want to be an AD. I'm going to move out into administration, talk to Coach Licklider, who Todd Licklider was a head men's coach at the time, and, yep. and see if, you know, if this is uh, something you want to do. And, and it just kind of happened uh, uh, that way. Uh, so, again, then fast forward from Butler to Iowa. We have success at Butler. Go to the Sweet 16. Get to Iowa. You know, you're Big Ten. I'm 27 years old. Assistant coach in the Big Ten. It's like, you know, this is too good to be true. And uh, here I am helping Coach Coach Licklider try to get Iowa, you know, back up and running. And we get fired in three years. 
uh, you know, didn't go the way we turned out or we planned it. Sure. You know, things didn't turn out like we wanted. And at that point, you know, my wife was a pharmaceutical sales rep and she was doing really well. Uh, you know, she's magnificent and, and trying to figure it all out and, and came to a point of surrender. Uh, and just at that point, you know, giving giving my life, making the decision sure. to uh, awesome. to say, you know, get saved and give my life to and just trust at that point. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know it's going to be okay. Uh, and so we went. Uh, funny story. I tell other coaches because it's you know this is one of those things you you love the job but not necessarily the business all the time, Correct. right? Uh, so I tell this, I share this testimony with coaches all the time that are going through it or maybe have gotten terminated and they're looking for a job just we went to disney with the family it's like hey what'd you do during that time everybody always asks it's like we just you know you make your phone calls work your network but we went to disney to just kind of put it in god's hands and like have fun and just relax. next thing you know i'm at university of michigan and and you know playing right. playing for a national championship right. in 2013 and here i am in in Milwaukee now. <laughs> Not a bad step, man, from right getting no, from Disney to no, Michigan. So. Well, you, you know, uh, Coach Coach Val, we had different guys on talking, you know, sharing their testimony. Tony Dungy st- stood out to me uh, from his testimony. You know, he said he was drugged. He had a drug problem. He's drugged mm-hmm. to church all the time by his mom and dad. <laughs> and, and, but he said, you know, so he, he got that base, but he said it was when he got to the Steelers and John Stallworth really uh, – was really talking to him about that that point in time that that you need Christ and that was the mm-hmm. time. So it sounds like you almost a little bit like um, Coach Dungy's because it was like man, I was brought up, I, I knew it, I know it. But then when kind of a tough time hit there at Iowa, and that's when you said, "Hey, I, I've been yeah. trying to do this myself, and I wanna I wanna trust Christ." It, and, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think that's uh you know it, it, important. Uh, we, we try to bring you know our kids up. Uh, to believe, and and we've all gotten baptized as a family. Year anniversary, actually, last uh, this past Monday, you know, okay. last last year. But you know, I do think you know, yeah, that decision yeah. it becomes a conscious, and you start to probably get curious. I did in college at some point, and you yeah. know, maybe skeptical even, and then come come back to a point of yeah, exactly. fully submission. Yeah, uh, exactly. For me, at least, that was the yeah. way it went. Have you have you noticed uh, either coaches or even some of your players uh, where you've been that that you know like like what Coach Dungey said? You know, John Stallworth took an interest in me about you know where I was spiritually. I mean, we've heard that from a lot of players and coaches. Was was there somebody that that kind of uh, kind of came into your life that said, "Hey, I want to I want to talk to you about this," or have you come in contact with people through your? Yeah, coaching I was going to say probably a, a number of people through. Uh, you know, through the through the ranks, and and obviously my my grandparents and uh, me and my dad became really close as I got into high school okay. and, and mom. But you know, they would check and see. Uh, you know, my my granddad, grandma would just ask like, "Where you, are you? You going to church?" Yeah, yeah. they they want to make sure. And um, you know, getting into uh, finding kind of a church home at, at Iowa, we went to a uh, uh, the it was a mosaic church, and then. When we went and we moved to Ann Arbor, you know, finding a finding a home at a place called 242, and yeah, you know, just having a group around mm-hmm. that wasn't really related to to basketball necessarily, mm-hmm. and it was more about just the community and fellowship. That's awesome, mm-hmm. guys. We got to get to a break. <laughs> Other side of the break. Thank you for for sharing that, Coach. And and you know, we talk about on this show that 
uh, we hear a lot of different stories and they they just never get old to us and mm -hmm. and we really appreciate your willingness to to share that with us we're talking to the head men's basketball coach at uwm uh, laval jordan and again you can uh, follow him on twitter at laval underscore jordan man of god husband a father head coach milwaukee basketball in that order in that order he's a man of god a husband a father and the head coach at milwaukee basketball this is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone, an inside look at people in sports and their walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by All-American Window and Door. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. I'm Mike McGivern alongside Pastor Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. And don't forget, he grew up in Oklahoma. <laughs> I sure did. Man, he makes sure that uh, our guest, our guest said, hey, I hear a little twang in that voice. <laughs> Pastor jumped out of his chair. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma. I also um, let him know we got a Tulsa. Yeah, I, yeah, I can't wait to watch him play. For us next year. What's his, his first name? Caleb. Caleb right, Nero, Caleb. state right. champion. Yeah. Uh, and so he'll be with us next year as a newcomer. I'm going to have to come down from there and Tulsa. talk to Caleb. Just because the kid's from Tulsa. <laughs> hey, hey, man, I will be a big fan right there. <laughs> I'll, I'll just be yelling. Caleb, shoot the ball. Shoot the ball, Caleb. <laughs> I, I might be yelling the same thing. That's what, that's what he's known for. He's a bucket getter. Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. We, our guest today, Laval Jordan, the head basketball coach at UWM. Hey, Coach, um, we had a guy, uh, Division Three, and I love telling the story, Division Three college basketball coach from Indiana, um, come on, and, and he told us that he really struggled talking about his faith outside of the locker room. He said, I was really good in the locker room. Very comfortable with my players, really good at home. But when I was outside the locker room, I really struggled. And he said I would take classes at church. I would read books. And he said I just never got comfortable talking about my faith outside of the locker room. And then I read a book called I'm Not a Fan. And for three extra dollars, I got a bracelet, one of those rubber bracelets, kind of like what you're wearing. Mm -hmm. And it said I'm not a fan on it. And he said I'm in the grocery store, and somebody walks up and says, who aren't you a fan of? And he said I'm not a fan of Jesus Christ. And he said, the, the guy looked like, what? He said, I'm not a fan because fans sit on the sidelines. I'm a follower. Mm -hmm. Can I tell you mm -hmm. about it? And he said, that $3 bracelet, he said, I prayed for a long time. Lord, you need to help me with this. And, and, and the question I have for you, comfortable outside of the locker room sharing your faith? As, as comfortable as you are inside? Yeah, I think, um, you know, for, for for me, I think it's uh, just being consistent, you know, and uh, knowing, you know, I am who I am and, First and foremost, it's it's a man of God, and uh, you know not uh, not to be overbearing with it, but certainly when people ask, uh, when, when, you know, share my testimony to obviously to help others to witness in any awesome. any any way I can. Um, and there's always a sensitivity when you're working at a, a universe on the university <laughs> level. Mm -hmm. um, but I just figure, hey, if you. If, if if something's going to happen, at least everybody will know, you know, what I stand for. <laughs> that's all, Yeah, that's awesome. You know, Coach, we had uh, Bill McCartney on, you know, when he was – he coached at Colorado for years and started the Promise Keepers. And mm -hmm. 
And uh, he, he, you know, the, I remember he talked about that fine line, you know, because he was at an institution that, uh, you know, at Colorado, they weren't going to promote anything Bible-based or anything like that. And so there was that fine line. In fact, Jesus, I think Jesus said it pretty well. He said, be, you know, he said, you need to be as wise as a serpent and harmless as a dove, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> as when you're, when, when you're talking to people about that. Uh, Mike, I just one other question, sure, go ahead. Coach. Uh, do, do the guys? Uh, we've talked to some coaches, and uh, like Coach Bowden, you know, he he really emphasized. He said, "What really?" I mean, he said, "I just didn't do it for recruits, but mom, moms and grandmas and grandpas, they loved it when I come in and say, hey, 'Hey, I'm gonna make the the boys are gonna have to go to church. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna tell them where they gotta go to church, but they gotta <laughs> go to church.' Is, is that something you still see a lot of coaches?" emphasizing doing or not really or what what do you see out there? yeah i think it depends on, on the coach you know we kind of we take the approach of just uh offering you know they could go to church with with myself or uh you know the the assistant coaches anybody on the staff and mm-hmm. uh you know you you have to be open to uh every everything and not uh forceful in any way but when, when guys are curious and want to talk you know you're just there to to kind of be an outlet for them, and then, you know, maybe you you have an opportunity to witness you know, to them and using. You know, we're a value based program, and so uh, our six core values are centered and uh, in biblical pr- principles. principles yeah. And Good. so, yeah. you know, we we kind of preach that message consistency consistently. Uh, whether we're using Bible scripture or not, but the values are, yeah. they come yeah. from a That's certain good. place. That's good. In fact, uh, we'll invite them, man. They can come to Brookside. Sure. We'll, we'll Thank pick you. them up. Thank do whatever. you. Whatever. We'd love to have them. <laughs> Well, I've never seen you this excited being being in studio. That's awesome. I, I love that. You know what? I think you're right, Pastor. If um, if these guys want to get, find a church, I think Brookside would be a great place for these guys to be at. Yeah, I, I really do. Hey, um, we had the head football coach from Eastern Michigan on, and I asked him, I because being a coach for as long as I I've been, and I'm curious your answer on this. Have with all the social media going on, do you think kids have changed over the years? And and I asked him that, and I fully expected him to agree with me. Of course they have. And he said, you know, I don't think it's them; it's us. Yeah, I was gonna say, you know, when we talk about this in the in the coaching circles all the time, because you're recruiting and you know, how to how to how to handle the process now. And but I don't know if kids have changed. I mean, I was I was probably the you know the most impatient. Uh, you know, uh, overconfident 18 year old you can meet, right? Uh, so I don't know if that's changed. You know, kids are still, they're going to try to do things and they're not very patient. And, but I think that the, the people around them uh, <laughs> and the society around them is different. But kids are you know, 18 year old to 22 year old young boy, young guys, young men are still, you know, they're still the same and, and uh, motivating them probably is still the same. It's just, they have access and more information. Uh, so now what they can do is check your credibility they <laughs> quickly. Can. And they can do it quickly. <laughs> they, they, this coach said, you know, when, when I started coaching football, he said I was 25 years old and single. Yeah. He said that, that I was like the cool guy. I was the cool coach. I wasn't far removed from these guys. I'm now 44 years old, married with three kids. Mm-hmm. So have they changed? Or have I changed? And he said, look, it's me. And he said, they, they, you're right. They, they, they're they quicker to information. I, I have a hard time that, you know, our kids know before they get to the locker room if they're number three or four in the conference <laughs> in scoring. Coach, I just, it drives me crazy. But you know what? And, and I understand I'm the older guy. I, I get that. And and But it, what, what, what I struggle with at times is – 
I've seen a lot of stuff. When I say to them, Coach, when I say to these guys I'm coaching, if a, a, a college coach comes to watch you play, he knows you can play. He gets there 20 minutes early because he wants to watch your body language. Mm-hmm. He wants to know how you react to the kids on the team, how you react to the coach. Are you the kids sitting on the bench with your headphones on? Are you know what? How are you reacting to mm-hmm. being pulled out of the game? And they just shake their head and think that I'm... I, no, yeah. you're exactly right. The, the interaction yeah. with others is a big part of the, the evaluation is, you know, officials, teammates, coaches, you know, people in the stands. Uh, if you're looking at mom and dad all the time, you know, how do you how do you interact with? Because, uh, you, you know, obviously there's a talent portion to it, but the, that, that piece is a big part of the evaluation because you want, we want guys that are great teammates. Hey, did you, uh, did we talked about J.R. Blount. Um, who's a assistant uh, coach at Drake? We had him come and talk to our team as we were going through the playoff front, and I had this conversation with him before. So when he was talking to the team, he said, "Look, talk to Coach Mac. Just so you know, he's right." He goes, "Look, if you're seven one, put the ball on the floor and and get to the rim. I, I might, you know, we may overlook some of that. Yeah, but trust me, there's no <laughs> there's nobody seven one in this room, and we're gonna look at body language and, and everything." Yeah. Hey, Coach, uh, Mike, a lot of times I, I like it when he asks this question, but I'll, I'll ask it for him on this broadcast. You know, for a lot of Christians who, who name, name Christ as their Savior, so, you know, and they get into a competitive scenario uh, and they're coaching, I, I, I've kind of been shocked. Some that say, well, I don't really coach to win. I mean, do, you, do you coach to win or what? As a, as a Christian, I mean, we, we've, we've asked a lot of coaches that question. <coughs> Yeah, that's a good. I would say, you know, my answer would be you. You're competing, so you're coaching to win that game. Correct. <laughs> no hey, question. Yeah, we're, we're, we're right there with you. Uh, now, if you ask me, you know, why do I coach? That's a different different mm-hmm. question. Uh, you know, yeah, we're coaching to win the game uh, for competition. There's going to be wins and losses, but you know, I think the the greater purpose for me of wh- why I coach is uh, to be able to uh, mentor. Impact, and, and impact, impact lives, yeah. and so part of that is, you know, the the witnessing, and a lot of it is just simply mentorship and helping young men develop in in this chapter of their life. And and I love this eighteen to twenty two year old stage, and and guys buying into a bigger purpose, uh, similar to you know what we all do as Christians. And so that would be the why. But no, no, no question. I, I, I uh, I'm a competitive guy. I want to yeah. win now. <laughs> You're in good company here. Yeah. You bet. Let's get your break guys. This is faith and zone. Our special guest in, in studio, uh, Laval Jordan, head basketball coach, uh, for the, the men's team at UWM. If you haven't seen that team and, and again, last year they ended on a really good streak. I got a feeling they're going to carry this over, uh, to, to next year. I want to get out and get some season tickets. That's the, I would recommend that. I think in a year or two, that ticket might be a tough ticket to get with him in charge. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Back to Faith in the Zone, a journey on how people in sports walk in faith. Faith in the Zone is brought to you by Bunzel's Old Fashioned Meat Market. Here's host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. All this time, all this time, you covered me. Welcome back to Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. 
Mike McGivern, alongside Pastor Ken, Ken Keltner from Brookside Baptist Church. Mel Jordan, a head basketball coach at UWM, is with us. Coach, we've only got a few minutes. Um, the recruiting part of college basketball, do you enjoy that part of it? Yeah, I do. I do. You know, it's meeting coaches, uh, high school coaches, AAU coaches, you know, that that's the fun part of uh, and building relate. It's a relationship business. And so you, you get to meet a lot of families. You don't get all the kids, but you, you know, meet good people along the way, uh, especially in the coaching circles. And so those networks and friendships don't go away. So it's, it's uh, that part I enjoy. Do you enjoy being in, in the, uh, in the kitchen with mom, dad talking about UWM and, and trying to get, uh, Trying to get young Johnny to come on over. Yeah, and be a Panther. <laughs> you know what? Are you good in the kitchen? I, I haven't been in a ton of kitchens yet as the head coach, so we'll, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you. You know, first couple I, I get into, but I do think you know that we got a selling the program and we got a good, uh, a good product to sell, and so it, it's fun to to go out and kind of brag a little bit on what you have and what you can do. How, how long are you on the road to try to recruit, and how does that? How does that do with uh, destiny and the girls? Yeah, and, that, that's probably the toughest part, pa- yeah. Pastor Ken, is uh, it does take you away from, from family. And so, you know, you try to cherish every moment. Uh, my 12-year-old daughter, Ava, she's a gymnast. Uh, nine-year-old daughter, Alana, she's a, she plays soccer. And, and I've got a four-year-old, Adeline. You got a bas- and she's going to be basketball. And Come we'll on, see. tell me. Yeah. Come on, tell me she's going to be basketball. But, you, you know, you miss some meets and some, some games and, you know, some of those moments uh, be, due to the – Yeah, and that's, that's hard. Yeah, it's that in, hard. Any, in a lot of professions these days. It's not just coaching, but uh, the recruiting. July is a big period where we travel, and, and we're traveling throughout the school year. And so – uh, you try to block off those May and August times when you can take a break and get some yeah. vacation. Do you find that as the head coach at UWM, you 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 get stretched pretty thin, especially new to the market in Milwaukee? Guys like me calling to get you on this <laughs> show or that show. Do you feel like you get stretched a little thin? Yeah, you know it's uh it's part of it. I think uh, it's probably uh, not as much coaching as many people think once you get here and so you have to have a really good staff so I'm you know again you know you're as good as who you hire uh so our guys are, are really good and allows me to 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 make um you know make these make appearances and, and go meet people and uh again sell the program in and amongst the city because I I envision the entire Milwaukee community packing Panther Arena uh, but they won't if they don't know who our players are. Uh, if they haven't met me, you know there has to be a connection, and so you know it's all important in building a program. Mm-hmm. Well, I love it to to see that you're going to really be working with the Milwaukee schools and trying to get some of the, yeah. the of the players there. You still have a pretty good connection there in Michigan too, I would think. Yeah, we've got a young man, Dylan Alderson, coming from the state of Michigan, uh, another state champion, and so. You know, uh, you say, get these I state say, champs coming. Well, they, 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 don't, they don't want to lose. <laughs> they say winners win, right? Yeah, exactly. And so if you got you recruit guys that have a habit of it, you know they'll bring some of that here to here to Milwaukee, and we take an inside out philosophy in recruiting, and, and you know, kind of starting here. And there's there's a good talent base in the city and the state, and uh, you know sometimes you gotta has to fit, and there has to be a need, but definitely got to start there and, and and know those you know know the coaches in the area hey how hard is it for you when you see some of these kids the ju- the the um the junior class right now next year's senior class is loaded in the mm-hmm. state of Wisconsin how hard is it for you to see some of these kids that that you've had some interest in or maybe even offered going out of state going to other schools is that difficult that's a difficult thing for you uh you know it's it's all about fit Mike and some guys like myself, I wanted to get out of the state sure. and, and go out of state. So sometimes that's the case, and uh, you know, many times uh, it might be better off for a young man to get away, 
you know, grow up, mature, you know, before he's off into the real world. And, and so, um, but if it fits and we have a need, you know, we want him at, at Milwaukee. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Coach, I, I, Mike, I don't know. You, you might remember who it was that said this, but they said uh, it was Division One or two basketball coach said that they really want to coach from the inside out. They want to coach the heart mm-hmm. and they get the mm-hmm. heart and then they work on the, the skills and, I can't remember who it was that yeah, said that, but yeah. I, I'm sure you're familiar with all that. Yeah, That's no, I, I would say you're coaching, you know, mindset and skill set, and the heart you know, applies more to the mindset piece if you can, and especially with kids today. Again, they got it's an information age we're in, so they can look up and and YouTube coaching drills and kind of see if you're, they, if you're you know, they can study all that stuff. And so, uh, you know, you, if you can start with why, uh, with a lot yeah. of them, you, why, why you're doing it, why it's important that they kind of buy into doing it a certain way and, and uh, letting them know you care about them yeah, the, is a huge piece of it. because the, the Bobby Knight era of coaching, of taking kids, and, you know, you, you definitely see that's out today. I mean, kids aren't responding Not to at that. Martin Luther. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. You see me throwing chairs all the time. <laughs> no, it, it is. It's, uh, you know, when I grew up, back, it's oh, the, the old yeah. because I said so, uh, yeah. doesn't come across as well as it used to. Uh, and so, um, but I think, you know, the partnership uh, is kind of the way we try to approach it. And I think kids are, and parents and families, you know, if it's, they know you have their best interests in mind yeah, and they know you point. care about them. Yeah, uh, kids point. are willing to, they want to be coached. They want to be held accountable. So coaching the circles that I run in and because I've coached a long time and I do all of our high school stuff, um, I hear your name and I hear things about you. A lot and you you live in your bubble yeah. and, and i'm telling you that if there's a flaw i'd hear about it people would be like you know he he doesn't run the ball he doesn't set the, he doesn't run a flex he should <laughs> run a flex he's not running over he's running five out he's not coach i hear nothing but good things about you and your family and you. and it is a blessing to to us here in the city of milwaukee i hope your stay here is really long and I hope that you, you take this program to levels that's never been to. I hope you're right. I hope the whole city comes and gets behind you and these guys. They work so hard that they, you know what, they should have a lot of people cheering for them. Yeah, no question. And, and they, uh, you know, in the recruiting process, just great, great representatives of of the school, the university. And uh, we're, we're, we're happy to be here in Milwaukee. And uh, I, I be- fully believe this time's going to be prosperous for my family and, and everybody involved. You know, there's a there's a faith component to that, and you, yes, but sir. you got to put in the work too, right? Yeah. First game, <laughs> first game. Who do you go up against? This uh, we'll release that after we we haven't finished our schedule for next oh, okay. season. So right. once we get them all done, we'll put out the non-conference schedule, and and uh, I think it'll be an exciting you know exciting lineup for fans and and for our players if, to to be challenged. If you play Duke, Chuck Sullivan, or GM <laughs> will come, and he'll be dressed in full UWM gear. Guys, we got to go. Thank you so much. Coach, it's 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 just a pleasure to finally meet you in person again. Keep up the good work, and if I if I get any coach saying anything bad about you, I'll let you know. But I can't find any of them yet. Thank thanks, Mike. Thanks, Coach uh, yeah. Pastor Kim, for having me. And uh, fight, fight, fight for UWM. There you yeah, go. All right, thank you. <laughs> thank you. This is Faith in the Zone on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. You've been listening to Faith in the Zone with host Mike McGivern and Pastor Ken Keltner. You can hear Faith in the Zone every Sunday at 8 a.m. To find past shows, exclusive podcasts, or to contribute with an inside tip for a guest, simply go to faithinthezone.com. Faith in the Zone is an inside look at people of sports and their walk in faith. 
Join us again next Sunday for Faith in the Zone, right here on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Was it really amazing grace? Now I know for certain, Lord, it was you that rescued me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.